Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Folks, Black Star Network is here. A real um, revolutionary right now. Wow. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Rollins. Hey, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be skate. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? These lights in the wrong spot, to be honest, y'all. Today is Thursday, December 15, 2022, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network, live here in Atlanta. The former Fort Worth police officer who shot and killed Atiana Jefferson, he has been found guilty of manslaughter. We'll give you those details. Also, at this hour, we await word on whether or not the cops who killed Ronald Green are going to be indicted by a grand jury. We're on standby for that decision. Also, coming out of Virginia Beach, uh, the city has settled uh, a case there for millions of dollars. In the case of Donovan Lynch, who was shot and killed by cops there as well. Also, a TikTok video of uh, a teacher at Winston-Salem State University, a white teacher having a black student arrested, not apologizing for yelling at her, has caused tons of controversy, and a bunch of folks are mad at the university for their response. We'll break that thing down to you as well. Plus, in today's Marketplace segment, we'll speak with a father-son duo who is launching the first black-owned athletic supply company. Lots to cover today on Roller Mark Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. It's time to bring the funk. 
Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. The city of Virginia Beach will spend $3 million for the family of uh, Donald Lynch. Of course, uh, of course, that is the story, y'all, uh, that we all, Donald Lynch, I'm sorry, uh, that we've been covering. Shot and killed, you might remember, uh, on March 26, 2021. Uh, folks, uh, this was a story that caused so much uh, consternation there. Uh, Donovan was shot and killed by Officer Solomon Simmons. Simmons claimed he shot Donovan in self-defense when he saw Donovan holding his legal gun. A grand jury determined no probable cause to warrant criminal charges against Simmons. Joining me now is the Lynch family attorney, uh, Justin Fairfax. Justin, glad to have you on the show. Uh, this is, uh, of course, um, uh, a, a, an issue that uh, you, representing the family, uh, has been really focused on. Uh, and in so many of these cases... Uh, the only way families that have any sense of justice is through a settlement because very few times officers are indicted for their wrongdoing. That's exactly right, Roland. And uh, thank you for having us on. And thank you again for following this story. Uh, we finally have justice for Donovan Lynch uh, and for his family. Uh, this has been an extraordinary journey, a uh, very painful journey for that family. But uh, we are ending where we started, which is with the truth. Uh, Donovan Lynch is innocent. Uh, he did nothing wrong that night. He did nothing illegal that night. Uh, he simply had dinner with uh, one of his best friends and was out for a you know fun night out, uh, totally innocent, uh, when he was shot and he was killed, uh, and wrongfully so. And so uh, we were going to fight for justice. I came <coughs> uh, about 65 you know, or so days ago. The case had been going on for a very long period of time. Uh, but when they brought me in and also Thomas B. Martin, uh, my uh, co-counsel and one of the best lawyers in America, uh, we said we were going to supercharge this case. We were going to litigate it. As you know, I'm a former federal prosecutor in Virginia, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, and so just last week, uh, we were very proud uh, that the city of Virginia Beach uh, reached a settlement. Uh, we'll give $3 million uh, to the family of Donovan Lynch. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's no amount of money uh, that can make a family whole from the loss of a loved one. Uh, it's a tragedy. Uh, but it also is a measure of justice. Uh, and we have to live in a society where uh, the value of our lives uh, is effectuated not just through the legal system, but through how we are treated. Uh, and so I was going to fight for justice in this case, no matter what it took. And, uh, and so we were very happy for the family. They finally, finally, finally uh, got a measure of justice. Um, and, and again, this really is the only way um, to achieve justice. Uh, and this, this officer, they say no probable cause. Is he still on the street? Is he still policing in Virginia Beach? 
Yes, uh, Roland, it's our understanding that he is uh, still a member of the force and then is still policing. And so we have been, you know, gotten word uh, about that. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're looking at that information. But here's the other thing. Uh, we believe that the reforms need to continue. Uh, Donovan Lynch's life mattered then. Uh, it matters today. It will matter forever. And the reason that his legacy will live on is because uh, we're going to save the lives of other family members, uh, of other families who won't have to suffer the same fate and the same tragedy that was suffered here. Uh, this officer did not have uh, his body-worn camera turned on at uh, the time that he shot and killed Donovan Lynch. And so this family didn't even get to see, uh, you know, the final moments uh, of their uh, beloved son's life. And so uh, this is an extraordinary young man, college-educated, uh, really lit up the world. Uh, and so uh, we are going to honor him and honor his legacy by what we do in terms of reform. And so, as we mentioned at our press conference the other day, we're going to be reaching out to uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, and we thank them for their extraordinary leadership. Uh, we would like to have the Lynch family meet uh, with the president and vice president in the White House to discuss, again, their journey, uh, discuss what they have gone through and also what they want to see going forward. Uh, we are in a powerful season of vindication. Uh, Donovan Lynch has been vindicated. His name, his legacy has been vindicated with the power of the truth. And that's what I was going to fight for uh, as the attorney uh, for this family, again, along with Thomas B. Martin. And we were going to fight to ensure the truth was finally told, uh, that there was accountability. There had been no accountability in this case whatsoever. Uh, and we now need to live in a society uh, where there is that kind of accountability. The truth is told uh, and that justice is served. And so that's really uh, what our focus was. And in 66 days, that's what we got done. All right, Justin Fairfax, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, certainly give our best uh, to Donovan's family. Uh, we will do. Thank you, Roland. God bless you again for your leadership and for following this case. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Folks, this is now going to Fort Worth, where we do have some justice in the legal system. Uh, the former Fort Worth police officer, Aaron Dean, who shot and killed Antonio Jefferson, he will be going to prison. Today, a jury came back, found him guilty of manslaughter. You might recall the case where uh, a neighbor called the police to say they saw a door ajar and they did a wellness check. Two officers arrived on the scene. Uh, Dean fired a shot uh, into the home, killing uh, Atiana Jefferson. Uh, this, of course, uh, was uh, uh, took place uh, in 2019. He fired the shot through a window. The mostly white jury deliberated for more than 10 hours. They could have found Gein, D Dean guilty of murder. He is facing up to 20 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. The sentencing phase begins tomorrow. Joining me now is Erica Savage, founder of the Reframe Bank, right Brain, Reese Colbert, founder of Black Women Views, Dr. Larry J. Walker, assistant professor, University of Central Florida. Uh, Reese, I'll start with you. It's, um, folks, he's found guilty, but not of murder, of manslaughter, which still uh, is crazy when you had his former, par his, his former partner who testified that he never, she never heard him identify himself. She never saw a gun. I mean, you see the circumstances of this, yet these juries still just, they cannot bring themselves to find these cops guilty of murder. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the moral victory of him being convicted of murder as opposed to manslaughter, but he's still facing 20 years. Of course, obviously, that's not enough to negate the fact that he did kill a Tatiana Jefferson, who was doing nothing more than playing video games with her nephew. But 
I think, you know, a win is a win to a certain degree. And as you know, he is seeing accountability. It's not justice and it's not restorative. But I think in this case, you know, it's I'm I'm encouraged that at least there was another way of ensuring that there were some compat there there was some kind of accountability. Because sometimes that isn't on the table and then we just see these cops walk completely scot free. Yeah, and and, and 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 the thing for me, Erica, again, we're in this constant battle uh, for what's right. We're in this constant battle uh, for, for for justice. Uh, and the reason I'm making this point is because anyone looking... I mean, the, the, look, the, the police chief testified uh, in this case that this guy violated all police protocols, all. And it still goes to show you how hard it is to get a conviction for the highest charge for a police officer. That even in with all of these facts, the jury was still, uh, we'll convict him, but not murder manslaughter. Yeah, and their primary mandate is to protect and kill. It's what is adorned on um, police cars. And so, you know, we 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 dig through, unfortunately, or wade rather, um, as I would say in this grave um, weekly, and I think for me, one of the most important things around this is really to lift up um, some of the, the things that we're facing in our communities, which is really just repetitive trauma. And what I thought about in Atiana Jefferson's case, um, no doubt about her and her family, I also thought about her nephew. That's a young man that was exposed to a violent, traumatic um, event early on in his life. And I think if that's the importance of being on a jury, right? Um, I'm pretty sure all of us have had jury duty, but that is the importance of showing up and ensuring that we're doing all that we need to do to be present to hold people accountable. I can assure you, if in that jury pool, if the victim, the person that was executed, looked like one of their children or their grandchildren, there would be no doubt about what that conviction would look like. So I'm praying and hoping that, um, though, that um, this person will have to face some type of time and some type of prison um, facility that that young man who bore witness to trauma by someone who is, um, by Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of the base needs that we all have as humans is safety, right? So I'm really hoping that um, all of the counseling, the professional services that he'll need, behavioral services, um, emotional tapping in, that he will have the ability to play and be a child, hold on to um, all those childlike behaviors as long as he has, especially considering he's a Dory. Um, but just really thinking about the Jefferson family and um, about that young man that had to bear witness to um, such an, an, um, a violent death. I'll say this here, Larry, uh, even with this manslaughter conviction, I hope it sends the signal to all cops, you may very well go to prison for your wrongdoing. We are now seeing, and this is, people can, can shout and whine and complain about Black Lives Matter all they want to, but it has been the protest of black people for the last decade that is causing this change in DAs and in juries when it comes to killer cops. Yeah, I think you're making a really important point. And, you know, there's easy research to show the highlights in terms of Black Lives Matter protests in terms, like you said, had impacted um, juries in, in the judicial system. 
But Roland, as it relates to this particular case and some other cases we're going to talk about this evening and talked about in our show, is I'm often it, it, it forces me to reflect on what it means to be black and free in America. Now, look, the jury came back with a manslaughter charge. It could have been murder. And from what I understand, the officer could serve anywhere from two to 20 years. So I'm thinking about the sentencing, the next stage in terms of how many years does he get? Um, but I agree with you that there's certainly been some progress. DOJ has done an excellent job in prosecuting um, you know, various cases. But once again, what does it mean to be free and black in America? And my colleague just talked about the traumatic experiences for the, for the, for the young man and for that family. But also in terms of the, the black community, we're consistently, it almost seems like a daily basis, dealing with these, these, this violence from law enforcement. And this has been decades in the making in terms of an interaction between law enforcement and the black community. So for me personally, Roland, this is when is it stop? Um, obviously, we need to we need to keep pushing not only in terms of the, at the state and local level, but the DOJ and, and, and the Biden administration to make sure that we're taking a look, critical look on these issues. And then obviously also at the federal state level in terms of having a conversation about some comprehensive um, reform to address police behavior. But this generally, like I said, this is it, it's a step in the right direction. We need to continue to apply the pressure. And there's still a long way to go to make sure, once again, black folks feel free in America. Uh, indeed. Got to go to a break right now. We come back. We'll discuss the Ronald Green case out of Louisiana as the uh, grand jury is uh, determining. We're waiting to find out if the cops involved in his death are going to be charged. Uh, folks, you're watching Roland Martin on the Unfiltered on, on the Black Star Network. Don't forget, download the Black Star Network app. Available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Support our Brina Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible for us to do what we do. Checks and money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo, RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And, of course, uh, you can get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, available at all bookstores, online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. Also, download a copy from Audible. We'll be right back. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, inflation is on the rise. Interest rates are high. Can you still thrive during these uncertain times? On the next Get Wealthy... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're going to meet a woman who's done just that, living proof of what you need to do to flourish during these uncertain times. These are times where you take advantage of what's going on. This is how people get rich or richer. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. next a balanced life with me dr jackie tis the season tree trimming party going and gift giving and i don't know about you but for me sometimes it can be overwhelming and sometimes it's just downright exhausting surviving the holiday season we got tips for you for staying sane solvent striving and thriving and sometimes keeping a little money in your pocket two things just out of the gate set boundaries and set a budget on a next A Balanced Life right here on Black Star Network with me, Dr. Jackie. You want me to do something crazy, but I don't know what to do. I'd rather just sit here. 
Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin, unfiltered. I mean, could it be any other way? Really, it's Roland Martin. Folks, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered, uh, broadcasting from Atlanta, where we're covering the court celebration bowl. Uh, a viral video has uh, gone all across the country showing a Winston-Salem State University student. This story is absolutely crazy, folks. Um, uh, this student uh, who was arrested in an altercation with a white professor. Okay? Uh, so check this out. It's a TikTok video. It shows 20-year-old Leela Hamoud getting arrested by university police officer Michael Rao. Watch this. to explain exactly what happened in the classroom. So basically, we had a group project assigned as a final, which is probably the dumbest thing, but I'm not here to critique her on her learning. Um, we had a group final. We had to write a paper, and uh, we had to also make up a skit for our group to present. It was seven of us. I did most of writing the skit just because I wanted to. It was easy, and it was fun for me. Well, I thought it was easy. I did the essay as well. She um, got back to me late six hours before we had to present actually saying that my essay was completely wrong and I should revise it, all this shit. And I'm just like, I'm not going back and redoing this essay. That took me two weeks and you told me six hours before. I'm not redoing it. And I think I'm pretty okay for that. It don't want camera. I think that wasn't a bad idea of not redoing it. I didn't feel any type of way. Um, and I still came to the final to present with my group because that was what we were supposed to do. Um, I came, did not say anything when I did come into the class because like I said, I was already frustrated at the fact that she told me my whole essay was wrong. So I come into class and didn't say anything to her. She's talking, she's assigned us to our groups and we're gonna talk about what we're doing for the project before we actually have to do it. So I'm talking to my group members and come present it. So I, we talked about that and she was like, well, it is wrong and you should redo it because it's gonna greatly impact your grade. Um, 
once again said I did not care about that because I'm only here to present with my group so that my group does not get a zero on this. Um, well, I got hella views, but look at my story. So, boom, she starts getting loud. She starts yelling at me, telling me this is her class, so it doesn't matter what I think. Um, I'm getting loud back. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I got loud back. I was raising my voice, too. I'm like, Dr. V, like, you're yelling at me. I'm not going to redo it. I'm here to present with my group. Like, I'm here to get this done and get out. And she's like, you need to get out. Like, I want you to leave. And I'm like, leave? No, like, I'm here for my group project. Turn the comments off. How do I do that? Oh, and she told me uh, to get out of the classroom and I literally refused. I was like, I'm not going to leave. This is our final exam. And I didn't do anything wrong other than responding to what you said to me because I did not say anything to her. Uh, she's telling me to get out of the class. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. She's upset at this point. She leaves and she's talking to another teacher in the hallway. At that point, I guess is when they decided to call the police, campus police. Campus police comes and it is a black officer at first. I'm not usually one to mention race. Um, but it's, I think it is a little bit necessary in this instance because I do go to a historically black college and for this to happen to me and it be so provoked by people who are not of black descent, it, it hurts. So I'm, I, I feel like I do have to mention that. Um, the officer, the black officer comes in, he asks me what's going on. I tell him everything. The class is telling him everything. As I'm telling my story, my professor comes back in. Yes, officer, I want her taken out. I'm like, whoa. He's like, whoa, I'm talking to her. I'm listening to her. So wait. We're talking, another officer comes in, and he is a white officer. He comes in, and he's like, okay, so your options are your, or no, like, you, you're gonna get out of the class, or I'm gonna have to take you out. I'm like, what? Like, take me out? Take me out how? So, um, yeah, like, like they said, it is important, because the black officer, he's, he's a very well-known officer on our campus. He's never given anybody any problems. He's actually pretty cool, and he was doing his best to not arrest me. He was trying to have a conversation, and... Um, the white officer came in and was like, yeah, you're either going to get out or I'm going to have to get you out. And I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm like, Dr. V, you're going to let them arrest me. And she's like, yes, Dr. V, Dr. Villa Gomez, Cynthia Villa Gomez. Yes. Say that name in here. So y'all know who we're emailing about because I'm sending emails. My class is sending emails. Friends are sending an email, send an email. If not, that's okay too. I'm not pressuring you. Um, so the white officer comes in. He says that. I said that to Dr. V and she's like, wait, hold on. She's trying to like, you know, fix herself. She's like, okay. Um, Either apologize or you, you need to leave. I said apologize. Now, the only me, I'm sure I would have apologized, but at that, that moment, I knew that I did not, I was not the one in the wrong. I didn't start the situation. I didn't escalate the situation. I knew I was not wrong. So I'm just like, okay, apologize for what? Apologize because you yelled at me and you dropped the F-bomb. Yes, I did drop the F-bomb and told you I'm not fucking stupid. That's what I told you. So I'm sorry. The F-bomb hurt your feelings. So sorry, baby. We're grown. If that was worth an arrest, let me know. Let me know. According to my mom, it wasn't. But continuing, um, I said, Dr. V, are you going to apologize to me? I didn't. I came in. I sat with my group. I didn't say anything to you. You decided to start yelling at me as soon as the fire alarm went off about my essay. Um, so she was like, no, I'm not going to apologize. I'm like, what? So then I'm like, wait, well, tell me what I'm apologizing for. Tell me what I'm apologizing for. At that moment, I'm talking to the black officer. I'm talking to my professor. The white officer is like... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah, go ahead and take her. You have to go get her. To the black officer. So the black officer is like, okay, turn around, I'm about to put these handcuffs on you. All right, folks, Winston-Salem State released a statement. Uh, Here is what they said. We received a report that there was a significant commotion in Carolina Hall this morning. And as such, a WSSU employee nearby called for the assistance of law enforcement after they tried to de-escalate the situation. We understand that the weaponization of police is a prevalent problem in our community. However, that is not what happened in this incident. We strive for a safe, inclusive, thriving, and intellectual community where all our faculty, staff, and students feel respected and supported. To that end, we will take swift and appropriate measures against any situation that contradicts those ideals. Now, here's the deal. When you look at uh, this Rate My Professor, uh, this professor does not get good ratings. Uh, She gets a 2.5 out of 5 when, when, of course, being um, evaluated from students. I want to go to you, Erica, uh, because when we're talking about cases like this, I mean, this is... I I, I can't imagine... Look, I've been in classrooms where there have been debates back and forth with teachers, with professors, and nobody called the cops. Right. And, and, and I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't care what... First of all, I'm trying to understand why would a staffer in another classroom mm-hmm. who's not in the classroom, even if you hear yelling, how do you say, oh, let's call the cops. To me, this is just me, if I'm an adult, 
and I hear yelling, I'm going to go visit the classroom to see if I can help de-escalate, not call the cops. Exactly. But see, we have the presence of Karen's on HBCU, so the story's a little different. Um, I think what was very interesting about that statement that was issued, you know, the top and the bottom, and then you have this one line about the weaponization of police, and then the very firm, but this was not the case. Um, I'm really glad that um, Leela's mother is there to support her. Um, because I'm going to assume that she is the one, you know, her family's the one that takes care of her tuition. And just thinking back to 2017, <clears> at the <throat> beginning of the Son of a Klansman's administration, where we saw the numbers of students that were enrolling to HBCUs, my son at Morehouse was, you know, he was no different from those numbers of kids. And so just thinking about that kids were actually enrolling in HBCUs because of the real intense, the real intense racism, everything that came with the Son of Klansman's regime, all of that that they were feeling, very young students, and said that they wanted a place of safe haven protection in academia. And that's what it brought to them. So um, what I love is really the stand that Leela has, that she has already started shooting off emails. She got email city rock and rolling. She has the support of her classmates. She has the support of her friends. She has the support of her family. And I think that when you have a person that really understands where they're coming from, that that gives that institution um, a lot more to deal with. So really kudos to Leva um, and really shame um, on this institution for the way that they have, um, what it seems like really has backed up someone who, if they would have done a cursory search, um, what you did, Roland, would have seen that she's been problematic for quite some time. But I'll stop here because Reese did an eloquent, eloquent, um, summary on this earlier that I would encourage everyone to go to Black and Women's Views media, Instagram, Twitter, to just listen to what the response was to this situation. But before I go to Reese, I want to go to Larry. Larry, you're a professor. Um, based upon what you see here and what you've heard described, how do you handle that situation? So, Roland, you know, I'm looking at this from a number of perspectives. I'm an HBCU alum. My son is also currently enrolled in HBCU. And as you mentioned, I'm a college professor. So sometimes you have conversations with students, debates in class. And, you know, this this is what higher ed is. You engage in, you know, passionate discussions. But this is really a a failure. This is a failure by the professor. And I watched the young lady's, um, you know, her entire Instagram uh, in terms of her video in terms of describing everything that happened from beginning to end. And as an instructor, first of all, and we even noticed, we're not just predominantly white institutions, but HBCUs, that, and you saw this, and this is a situation, that law enforcement can be deployed and also be responsible for creating more trauma for black students. We should never, you should never call law enforcement unless there's, is, 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 we're talking about violence in terms of my using a weapon or a knife or some mm-hmm. other situation. I would have never called law enforcement. I've never had gotten to the point where I had to call law enforcement for a student I currently teach at a predominantly white institution. I've also taught at HBCU. I have never, never engaged in it and gotten things that got that heated or what I felt like it was dangerous and my life was in the line. This professor didn't take the necessary steps in terms of whatever feedback, the feedback she was giving her on her paper in terms of a realistic timeline to say she needed to rewrite, rewrite the paper. That was also a misstep. And then engaging in that student in class. Now, if she decided to engage or she should engage her after class, 
and had a conversation was it was was shows a level of respect because you heard the young lady say like, she felt like she was being disrespected. It is also a failure on law enforcement once again. The white police officer comes in after the black police officer is having a conversation, and then instructs her to take this young lady outside the classroom and arrest her. That is that is uncalled for. And then lastly, Roland, it is a failure by the the the, the president and other administrative leaders to put that statement out. And they put out another mm -hmm. statement um, before that. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, overall, for people who thinking this professor should be fired, I will remind them she is tenured and that it is difficult to fire tenured <sighs> professors. I've seen it in my institution. I've seen it in other institutions. But overall, this is a failure at, at, in terms of leadership in the institution. This is an absolute mm -hmm. failure by the professor to call police mm -hmm. on a young sister who attended an HBCU because they are supposed to be safe spaces. And then lastly... Right. We can't allow this to happen, and I hope that the professor face repercussions. So, control room, do y'all have the um, video from Tennessee State? Okay. So, y'all remember, it was just a couple of weeks ago, this happened at HBCU Tennessee State. That white teacher was yelling in the face of a black student. That video went viral. That, that teacher knew what was coming down. Reese quit the next day. Um, what do you have to say? Well, I want to be clear about a couple of things. Number one, this is not simply a case of the police <clears throat> removing Layla from the classroom. She was handcuffed, aggressively manhandled, her the weight of this police officer was put on a five two petite young lady. She doesn't look so petite in that video because she has a, a a big sweater on, but she showed that she's a skinny little you know short thing. She was handcuffed for hours. She was transported to a jail and charged before a judge with two misdemeanors. I know that people don't like mouthy black girls. I know that mm. people don't like black girls getting out of turn, getting, mm. uh, uh, you know, not, not showing deference to people. Mm. But you mm -hmm. cannot tell me that it is a proportionate response to getting mouthy with a teacher who started the interaction being a little aggressive. The, you cannot tell <laughs> me two misdemeanor charges are appropriate mm -hmm. for that situation. If you think that, there's something wrong with you. And I'm surprised you're even watching this program to begin with. Right. I think we all could concede that perhaps she could have just left the room, but she was not given that chance by the police officers before he handcuffed her. As far as she understands, she's having a conversation, as she's probably had many times with a professor, as you should be allowed to have in an environment that's supposed to be safe and inclusive, for intelligent, bright, young black people, she was valedictorian, and we want our mm -hmm. HBCUs to recruit the best and the brightest. So the kind of conversation that she was having at that moment did not warrant being handcuffed. And I've been in a situation because I've had a conversation, I've been in conversation in front of a white police officer where arbitrarily he decided 
that he was going to handcuff me and haul my black ass out. And I was in stiletto high heels, dressed up, got my boots out. You know, I was looking good. I was in Vegas. And he decided, okay, I'm done with this black bitch. She got to go. She got to get arrested. Now I acted a plum fool and I didn't get arrested. But I was still handcuffed. My arms were sore the next day. I was like, why are my arms sore? What happened? Then I remember, okay, this mm-hmm. cop was manhandling me. So I know how arbitrary these situations can be where a cop just decides in the middle of a conversation, I'm just going to mm-hmm. fuck with this girl because she's a black woman and I can. So yeah. I, I just want that to be clear. This wasn't a situation where she was simply removed out of the classroom. Perhaps she should have just left the classroom, but she didn't. And just because you don't act in exact accordance with how you're expected to act does not give anybody license to escalate it and disproportionately respond to the point to where she, as a bright young student, is facing two misdemeanor charges. And then one other thing I will say is not only did this teacher abuse the her power and weaponize the police. It's absurd for this school and this institution to say that the police weren't weaponized in this situation. But not only did she do that, not only did she injure this student, but she injured the classroom. Because I've seen other footage, and I'm telling you, them students was dragging her ass for filth, as they should. And in those videos, I will say this, and this is not a credit to her. She sounded like, okay, I didn't mean it to go that far. Okay, Well, professor, if you didn't mean it to go that far, then you should be the first one demanding that charges against this young lady are dropped. And you should be the first one to apologize to that person. And if you're raising a mouthy black girl, an intelligent, bold black girl, I hope that you don't look at something like this and say, always back down. I hope that you tell them, stand your ground. And I'm not saying you tell them to be disrespectful, but there's nothing that should have prevented her from continuing on with the conversation before it was escalated by the cops on upon the watch of the teacher to the point to where she's facing two misdemeanor charges. That is ridiculous. That is abuse of power. That is weaponizing the police. And that is something <coughs> that students, prospective students, are going to have to think about when considering that or when they decide, if people want to decide to re-enroll to the next year. This is egregious. It's disgusting. And I'm sick of people thinking that they can treat young black women. And if this was a young yeah. black man, I would say the exact same damn thing any old kind of way. And for this to happen in the HBCU... And see, and, and, and that and that and that is and, and that is what I think what bothers what bothers me here what bothers me here is a classroom discussion argument and look Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I've had my fair share of debates and back and forth with college professors. Get on but <laughs> that should not lead, that should not lead, that should lead to police, to police charge. In fact, the DA should come out right now and say, we ain't pursuing this crap. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Roland, can I add one other thing I think is really important? And my colleagues, uh, you know, the points they make is, is very important. Lastly, I think the point the point is really important in terms of, you know, as a Harvard study that came out a few years ago to found black folks, when they come in contact with law enforcement, are two to three times more likely to be killed. Like, we've just talked about that. So just that interaction dramatically increased the likelihood that she could end up dead. And I think that's really important in terms of, we, and I talked about what it does it mean to be black and free in America, and particularly at HBC, that she put her life in danger dramatically by even calling the cops in that interaction. So that's a really important point I think we also should keep in mind. Look, it, it, it is just, I mean, this is the crap that we have to deal with all the time. And here's the other piece. If you were a college professor, and, and again, I mean, I remember, <laughs> uh, again, when I was at Texas A&M, uh, and uh, this, uh, this, this professor really got upset because I disagree with her opinion. I mean, she was yelling and screaming, and I literally said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were God. And I made it clear, I am going to disagree with you. Um, these things happen. The, the job of the professor, and this is the key, the, the, the person who, the, who is the one who should be de-escalating is the professor. And second of all, what you don't do is demand someone apologize. What you say is, young lady, you and I can have this conversation after class. I have office hours, but I'm going to be moving forward with the rest of the class. There's a way for you to do it. If you're going to tell a student uh, to redo an assignment, you don't do it in front of the other students. Absolutely. Because guess what? Don't show out. 
And can I just say, can I just add? I mean, I'm just saying. Edit it out of the video. Hold on one second, one second, one second. After this point here. And if the student continues to be unruly, if the student is yelling and screaming, the professor should say, let me know when you're done. And what you do, you don't heighten tensions. You sit there and let them show their ass. And you sit there and say, are you now done? And then you say, either take your seat or you're more than welcome to lead today's class. I'm going back to work. You don't. And here's the last point. If the professor was not the one who called the cops, when the cops show up, gentlemen, I have this under control. I don't need your assistance on this. That is how you handle it. Reese, go ahead. And and that would be the video that's also made available. Go ahead. And I just wanted to point out one more thing, too. What The way that the exchange started was there was a fire alarm that was going off. And the young lady was was on the way, you know, out because there was a fire alarm going off when the teacher started the confrontation. So it wasn't like she was in the back of the room and they were yelling at each other or anything like that. I mean, it was because of the fire alarm going off that she was even having any kind of Pass, passing by the teacher or anything. So I know some people probably just think that she was just out there acting a plum fool and, and, and starting stuff with the teacher, but that is not at all what happened. Again, th- th- this <clears throat> is a perfect example we talk about when cops don't de-escalate. If you're dealing with young people, even college students, you're the grown-up. You're the one who should be in control of the situation and what you do is recognize I'm not going to allow this thing just to continue and to go and just go on and on and on. And and, and Winston Salem State, I've been to that campus, I've spoken on that particular campus. The university administration, they should be calling for these charges to be dismissed. This is not how you handle academic disagreements between a student. And the professor, you do not bring in the criminal justice system. This is an academic situation. You handle this internally. You do not Mm. go to the criminal justice system. I do not care. Going to a break, we come back. More on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. I am on screen. And I am representing what a black man is to the entire world that's going to see this. And this might be the only black man, a representation of a black man that they see. Right. So I am responsible. Right. For how they see black men. And it's my responsibility to, if I am not playing an upstanding, honorable, of someone with a strong principle and moral core, to make sure that this character is so specific. Right. That it is him not black men. And I wish that more actors would realize how important uh, their position is as an actor, as an actor of color playing people of color on screen. Because there are people that see us all over the world in in these different images that we portray. And not everyone knows black people to know, yes, that's not all. 
This is Judge Matthews. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mac Wild. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Christopher Jones has been missing from Chicago since December 3rd, 2022. The 12-year-old is 5 feet 8 inches tall, weighs 200 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information about Christopher Jones is urged to call the Chicago Police Department at 312-745-5020. Folks, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend uh, has settled a state and federal lawsuit against the city of Louisville. Kenneth Walker will receive a $2 million settlement. Walker was, was, was with Breonna Taylor the night she was shot and killed by Louisville police. He fired a shot at police as they burst through Taylor's door in 2020 as police served a no-knock warrant resulting in the death of Breonna. The U.S. Justice Department charged three Louisville officers with a conspiracy to falsify the Taylor warrant. Officer Kelly Goodley pleaded guilty and admitted to helping create a false link between Taylor and a wanted drug dealer. Former officers Joshua James and Kyle Meany are scheduled to go on trial in federal court next year. You know what? This is this is the thing here, Larry, that we think about this story here. I mean, this guy could be dead. First of all, the fact that Kenneth survived this is rare when cops busting in and you fire a gun, you actually make it out alive. Yeah, it's 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 a miracle, and obviously, you know, Breonna Taylor, you know, was killed. But it's interesting, Roland, is how this one come three sixty. Remember, they charged him. <laughs> so, you know, it, mm-hmm. and and this is once again, we've had this conversation many times on your show about law enforcement. You can't always believe the initial narrative. The first, you know, the first, you know, what you heard initially was, you no, know, there was some kind of shootout, and they were, you know, blaming the boyfriend. And here we are, a couple years later, he's getting his three million dollars settlement. But you're right, he's he's fortunate that he wasn't also killed. It's also really important that, and we're seeing that these law enforcement officers are being held accountable. But once again, this is another story in which law enforcement killed someone who didn't have to die and has ruined the lives of an entire family, of multiple families, traumatized a number of the black folks in that, in that city, and also traumatized black folks throughout the United States. And we talked about in terms of Black Lives Matter movement and fighting for justice for sisters like Breonna Taylor. But he is lucky but we have to make sure we don't have any more Breonna Taylors. And we have to stop this violence when it comes to law enforcement in our in our community. And we have and when it does happen, we have to continue to hold them accountable, send them to jail to send a clear message. Let me last thing I want to point is we have to also we negotiate these contracts with law enforcement. We have to make sure we start taking people's pensions because the citizens are the ones who are paying, have to pay out this three million dollars. It comes taxpayers have to pay for this. And we have to start being more aggressive. And once again, we deal with these union um, contracts that make sure law enforcement are paying out of their pensions, et cetera, instead of citizens paying out these large payouts. You know, um, it's just we opened this show talking about the Donovan Lynch story, uh, Reese, and it, 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 it is it is just so sad that, frankly, um, in this capitalist society, is the whole notion of, yeah, you know, we're not going to really have justice. What the heck? Cut a check would be just fine. Uh, it's all good. Uh, but, you know, yes, it's $2 million. Uh, but when you still talk about 
trauma, this man seeing his girlfriend gunned down, having to live with that, having to live with these cop officers lying on him, charging him, and now is seeing how they falsified the arrest warrant, all that. All of this could have been prevented. All of it. If you had cops who were not hell-bent on causing mayhem. Absolutely. I mean, this was a setup for what? Like, they lied in the affidavit, so why go after her? If you if you don't have anything but lies, why don't you leave people the fuck alone? That There's a thing. That's the actual thing that you could do. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, he has so much trauma involved in this. And, and if this didn't become an international story, he could be sitting in jail right now for charges that were brought up against him because the cops, you know, they they get away with this kind of stuff all the time. And so my heart really goes out to him. I mean, $2 million, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but it really is peanuts for the trauma that he's endured and for the way that his life was completely upended. And it's, it's just, I mean, I, I want to stop seeing this happen to Black people, but every time you go out there and you harass and you torment and you just violate Black people, they absolutely should get some sort of settlement at a bare minimum. Uh, indeed. Uh, and uh, I just, um, uh, again, Erica, it, it is um, what we have to endure. I mean, just with Black people, I mean, I was watching a video today uh, and some white woman calls the cops because she said a black man was staring at her. <laughs> I mean, it's it, 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 like literally. She, and these cops roll up and, and it's like four or five cops and the brother's like, are you serious? Y y'all respond like this? Because the white woman was being stared at? I mean, this is what, I mean, this is what happens. And, and then when you have, and like all these cops that were involved in this Breonna Taylor, nobody had the courage to say, um... This is wrong. What are we doing? No, it's the go along to get along, and it leads to black people being killed. Absolutely. But when you think you're the prototype, that everybody just has to adjust around. And so here we are with another group of stormtroopers in another city, another state, that have snuffed out the life of another black person and, again, woven into our collective trauma pain more of that. Um, I think that in this particular case, especially when we're talking about money and things like that, um, I think that's why it's really important. And I'm glad we're mentioning trauma and different people. Reese talked about the students that were in the class at Wisdom State um, that witnessed that trauma with Layla. You know, thinking about the unseen things and what this actually does to our bodies. And so a $2 million settlement, that is not without lawyer's fees. And then the unseen part of that. Then we're talking about not knowing if this man has now had to face um, some issues that he didn't have to face before, medical issues, health issues. Black people, um, unfortunately, um, have high numbers when it comes to high blood pressure, when it comes to heart disease, um, when it comes to numbers of kind of like um, smoking, who leads to smoking. And a lot of this is brought on by anxiety, stress, and trauma. Um, another one of those conditions that is brought on is insomnia. So you're literally talking about a person not being in rhythm with their own body when their body is saying we're tired and go to sleep. Well, how the hell am I going to go to sleep when the last time I was asleep, 
sleeping peacefully, cops stormed into my house and shot up my home and killed my girlfriend. That's a lot of medical issues. That's a lot of unseen trauma to work through. And those are a lot of things that undoubtedly take years off of Black folks' lives. So um, you all are right that the money is not a lot of money when you actually have to count the cost of what has happened, what he's experienced in this um, event, his family's experienced it, and then you multiply that by our experience as a Black collective since, um, since our time on the shores. Uh, it definitely, definitely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Um, makes you pause. So for this case, um, I really do hope, again, just as I did with that young black man, that this brother does have a really good team of people wrapped around him, especially um, around that mental health and wellness. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just, again, uh, you know, we do some of these stories. Look, right now we're still waiting to hear a decision on the grand jury if they're going to return an indictment in the case of Ronald Green in Louisiana. And so we're still waiting to hear that. Um, hopefully we get word before we sign off for today's show. Uh, but um, it's just so much that, uh, that that we have to endure uh, when it comes to uh, dealing with police. And, and that's why that Winston-Salem State story uh, is, is, is so painful because 
Uh, it's just too many examples. We know what happens when cops show up. Yeah. Okay, white folks can yell, holler, and scream at cops. It's all good. We end up dead. But that's not even just dead, but uh, face so, trumped-up charges. Like, that's, like, you know how many black people face trumped-up charges just by having interaction with the cop? Yep. Resisting arrest and all kinds of stuff. Like, that's a also very damaging part of interacting with the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It just, um, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just so unfortunate. You know, and again, all people who keep yelling, oh, how dare you talk about defund the police? Uh, it's time for them to get their act together. Uh, and, and I really hope uh, that, that Kristen Clark's civil rights division um, is able to get, get, get guilty pleas, uh, get guilty verdicts from these cops for what they did because um, Breonna Taylor still should be with us. Attila Jefferson should still be with us. But it was the actions of, of rogue cops that led to their death. And other cops could have stopped them, but they didn't. Right. All right, folks, uh, going to a break. We'll be back with more on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Download our app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Join our Breen the Funk fan club. Uh, send your check-in money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Uh, available uh, all bookstores, uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target. Uh, you can also uh, download the copy of the book on Audible. We'll be right back. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we are about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hi, this is Essence Atkins. Hey, I'm Dion Cole from Blackest. Hey, everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, Unfiltered. <laughs> story where he was uh, accosted uh, in a uh, hotel in Colorado Springs. Well, guess what? Uh, the, um, the, the guy who did it uh, has been suspended until further notice. Wyndham Hotel and Resorts franchise employee 
uh, in the 26-minute video, like I said, it's been suspended. Curry was sitting there drinking coffee in the hotel lobby. When an employee asked whether he was a guest, Curry and his attorney are demanding a zero-tolerance policy against racial profiling be instituted by the hotel chain. Uh, Mark and his attorney will be coming on our show soon. We're working on the day that best fits uh, his schedule. And, and this right here... Uh, is a, just, just a perfect example, again, Larry, of being black. Brothers just sitting here in a restaurant, in, 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 in a lobby, drinking coffee. White guy walks up to him, no badge, no nothing. Are you a guest here? And then demands to see ID. And Mark is like, I ain't showing you a damn thing. Not a room key. Like, who the hell are you? This went on for 26 minutes. Uh, and it's just, again, I, we do these, you know, I, we used to always do the segment called, you know, crazy ass white people. Then you have some advertisers who complain, it's like, oh my God, there's like, they have that crazy ass white people segment. But these are crazy ass white people. Black people can't just be people sitting in hotels or sitting in restaurants or walking down the street. And it's like, my goodness, uh, we get accosted or they call a cop saying, oh my God, they're staring at us. Goes back to a point I made earlier about what does it mean to be black and free in America. It doesn't mean much. This is, you know, profiling by sitting in a hotel lobby, chilling, drinking coffee. It, it doesn't matter what black folks are doing. We could be watching bird, bird watching or, you know, allegedly staring at people, standing in the mall. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter. And this is a problem with being black in America. And I hope that he I hope he sues. And I had a chance to watch the entire video um, this weekend. I hope he sues. And, and it looks like both of the, the, the white man and, and the other gentleman have been, like, put, like you said, put on uh, leave. But the fact that he just walked up to him randomly and started asking him for, was he staying there and also asking him all these other questions? First of all, black people don't get down like that. You don't walk up on some, on some brother to asking a bunch of questions. I know certainly you walked up with me like that. There would be a problem. But the fact that they stood there, obviously trying to intimidate him and ask him a series of questions, he didn't have to respond. I'm glad he was on live and he was able to record it. I'm glad that, you know, the company took the hotel chain, took the necessary steps. But I hope he sues him and gets every nickel, dime and penny he can possibly can. But once again, Roland, this is just another situation in which black folks are just minding their business and someone comes up to them and start harassing them. And then you have white folks ask, well, why are you so worried about racism? Well, it's it's embedded in every aspect of our society, whether you're in a hotel or anywhere else. And and people are sick and tired of being sick and tired, as family Hammer once said. And you know what? I, I'm sorry, um, uh, Reese. I, I don't want to hear suspended. Mm. I'm sorry. If if, if your if, if if your hotel, if you have a policy, and first off, you should be wearing hotel attire and a name mm. badge, so I know who's talking to me. And if you just randomly walk up to him, and if the security video shows that this guy didn't approach anybody else who's sitting in there. No, you shouldn't have a job. Right. I mean, with, with suspended, that's it. Like, you know, racial profiling <laughs> should be an immediate termination. And harassing a guest should be termination, you know? So it's such a cop-out. I've seen people fired for leaving much more mild, uh, for much more mild conduct on TikTok. So you can't tell me that y'all can't just get rid of this guy. I mean, he's not the CEO. He's not the president. He is a regular employee that just thought a black man sipping coffee in the lobby in the morning didn't belong, which is ridiculous. I mean, we should all be so lucky to hang with Mr. Cooper. So he really should have been asking for an <laughs> autograph instead of accosting Mark Curry. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but the, it, 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 just, it just keeps happening, uh, Erica, over and over and over again. And, and, and this is uh, the reality of the crap that we have to deal with. And you said it earlier when you talk about elevated blood pressure and stress and all of those different things. And then the amount of time it takes us to come down from that when yeah. all a brother was doing it. And look, and, and I know Mark. OK, Mark, Mark is, is Mr. Chill. Mr. got some jeans on, some tennis shoes, and a polo, and just chilling. And, 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 and that's Mark not sitting here acting a fool. And it's like, damn, can we just sit and drink some damn coffee? Listen, and brother looked like he was tired. Leave black folks alone, because we actually really don't bother anybody. Um... You know, one of the things that I thought about when I was watching this video is how fucking dare you, you dirty-ass motherfucker. He walked up to this man. <laughs> I was like, does he have teeth in his mouth? Who in the hell are you? He don't look like he washed his hands. I don't know if he been hunting. So the audacity. But then that is for people that actually buy into the religion known as whiteness. Let me tell you something, baby. If you think that your shit don't stink because you're white, you have been disillusioned for a very, 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 very long time um, because black people have not come out of our place and gave you what you give us. That doesn't mean that your shit doesn't stink. So I really applaud Mark while he was in his really chill sipping coffee space for really not sizing this guy up because... Who in the hell knows? It? Does he belong there? Is he employed? Where's your W-2? Show me your taxes. I think if he would have given him back that same energy, it definitely would have escalated the situation. But black people have every reason to do that because we're constantly being bombarded, whether somebody says something or whether they do something. And so I really do hope that he not only sues them, but that guy is fired. But I hopefully, uh, hopefully he comes out with some stock shares as well because they absolutely owe him. This is bullshit. Uh, no, it is. But it, it is the stuff that we have to deal with being black in the United States of America. All right, y'all. Go to break. We come back. Our Marketplace segment. We will talk to uh, father and son duo owning an athletic uh, apparel company. We'll break it down next. Roland Martin Unfiltered on Black Star Network. impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives, and we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, inflation is on the rise. Interest rates are high. Can you still thrive during these uncertain times? On the next Get Wealthy, you're gonna meet a woman who's done just that, living proof of what you need to do to flourish during these uncertain times. These are times where you take advantage of what's going on. This is how people get rich or richer. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. 
Hi, I'm Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace, world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Y'all, a father and son, they're making history of the launch of the first ever black-owned athletic supply company. After years of supporting uh, his son in sports, uh, Aronde Booker noticed all the equipment his son's team was using uh, for the four major companies, and none were black-owned. So he was like, yo, let's do this. So uh, joining us now, uh, uh, both of them, Kendall, uh, as well as Aronde, they started Book Dog Sports. They joined us from Atlanta. Glad to have y'all on the show. So, all right. Uh, what kind of apparel are we talking about? Or what kind of athletic supply are we talking about? Yeah, supplies like basketballs, footballs, baseballs, soccer balls, uh, some equipment, and, and some merchandise as well, like just uh, athletic gear that you can wear. So, uh, so y'all are, 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 so you credit your own as opposed to uh, what? Selling Spalding and all the, or the other sort of uh, kind of basketballs, things like that. Yes, yes, yes. We manufacture our own balls. We go through the process of working with different manufacturers to find out what, what type of leather we want, how we want it to feel, what logo we want on it, and then we get the ball. We practice with it. We give it away to some uh, basketball teams and some trainers to use, and they put it in there. So then we get, after, say, about six months or a year, we say how the ball wore, how long it uh, lasts, uh, what did they think about it, what did the people really think about it. We do all of that before we actually come out with the product. So the first product that we came out with is the actual is the basketball. Wow. Wow. That's um, pretty cool there. It's pretty cool. So um, in, in terms of... Um, uh, you know, doing this, how your sales been uh, and how, how you marketing it as well? Well, we started off with just uh, marketing on Facebook and on Instagram. We uh, did a, a uh, press release that was on uh, Black Enterprise. Uh, the sales were pretty good. And we just go to the basketball games a lot, talk to the different coaches that we play with, with the ball. We just do a lot of grassroots talking to uh different organization, different teams as we, as Kendall plays in, in the games and the tournaments. Right now it's high school period, so, you know, sort of kind of talking to a lot of the high school play, uh, coaches that uh, play against the TIS team. Got it. Um, so, Kendall, was it, um, in terms of uh, the role that you play in this, did you, did you uh, were you the guinea pig with the equipment? Uh, uh, was it all your dad's idea, or do you say, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's sit here uh, and, and, and ratchet this thing up. Well, I most definitely was the guinea pig with the ball. I was shooting with it a lot, dribbling with it a lot. And in terms of it being my idea, it was mostly his. But when he mentioned the idea, I thought it was a really good idea, and I supported him 100%. Uh, questions from my panel. Larry, you're first. Yeah, so congratulations. It's a great concept on trying to build black wealth, you know, generational wealth, which we talk about a lot of times on this show. I want to talk about, and I'm a big sports fan, but I want to talk about this in terms of the, uh, in terms of how much air is in the ball, in terms of the guidelines. So, you know, for, you know whether it's AAU or the NBA, et cetera, I know that the ball has a certain, you know, pressure and all that. Can you explain how you 
you know, you've met all those, you know, uh, requirements and, you know, in terms of how, where they, the ball is being used, like I said, if it's AAU or some other, you know, entity, how, how that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like the composition of the ball, when we were creating the ball, we talked to manufacturers who manufacture balls, right? So we already know about the pressure, the weight, everything needs to be. We told them what we what guidelines we wanted to be in. So we used the guideline of NHFS, and we, we took those guidelines. The ball has to be a certain Pantone color. The ball has to be a certain weight. The ball has a certain has a certain kind of core. So we had to make sure we met all of those. So once we got a ball that met that we felt like met those specifications. That's the ball that we went with. Um, as far as what it's being used right now, uh, it's being used at some high schools for practice ball because it's not certified just yet. It's also being used at, uh, for some AAU teams and for some training facilities here in Atlanta that we have personal relationships with. They purchased the ball to support us as well. Uh, we have a purchase from the Syracuse PAL organization. Shout out to Syracuse Police Department. Uh, they bought, uh, purchased some balls as well. Um, so it, it's just been, like I said, more grassroots in the, what we are right now with the AAU team. So we're trying to get it more so to, to everybody and in all the households of, of black people, Chinese people. It doesn't really matter. Basketball is a quality product, but it's brought to you by uh, our black family. I'll let you hear. Uh, Erica. Hi, yes, and congratulations to the both of you. So excited to hear about this venture. My son played, I I wish I would have known about you all company. My son played sports uh, throughout all of his years um, in uh, school. My question for you is, um, I love what you um, said um, around Black people contribute so much to sports. It almost made sense to really develop this athletic company, this, um, excuse me, this sporting goods company. Can you talk a little bit about the responses? You said that you really go around kind of a grassroots efforts, talking to different organizations, people, and schools. Can you talk to us a little bit about what the reaction and response um, is when you tell people about the products uh, that you all have available? Well, it really depends on how we introduce it to them, right? Uh, I like to give it to them so I can get their honest opinion, so I don't say that, you know, I manufacture basketball, so it won't be biased. So sometimes you give people the ball, like, what is this? What is that? You know, you get different things. But once you tell, even in basketball games, sometimes we have the referee or the other coach, we don't want to play with that. Well, what, what kind of ball is that? Then they touch it. It's not that bad. Then I say, well, we manufacture the ball, me and my son. And then they're normally okay with it, it's a done deal from that point. But they do have to touch it to make sure it feels like a quality basketball. Congratulations. And outside of that, uh, it's really been great. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying, other than that, you know, most of the response has been the ball feels good, the ball dribbles good, it's a great ball for shooting. Uh, they compare it to other balls, they really like the feel of the ball. So, you know, it's most sports, especially basketball, when you have the ball in your hand, it has to feel good in your hand for shooting, for dribbling. If the ball makes your hands hurt, then nobody wants to play with it. So we haven't had any issues with the way the ball actually feels and bounces. All right, Reese. Uh, congratulations again, as everyone else has said. I'm curious to see in terms of scaling, scaling up, you know, what are your goals in terms of units moved and uh, production times and things of that nature? Well, right now uh, we do some st- statistics that we looked up and there's about um, $264 million worth of basketballs being sold. So I'm thinking, you know, from a scale perspective, if we can reach 1%, that would be awesome. 
one percent of two hundred million. Yeah, that would be awesome. So uh, we're looking more so if we get to half um, to half a percent within the first couple of years. But we also need to grow by introducing other pieces of equipment. So we're looking to we're looking to sell basketballs, we're looking to sell uh, training basketballs, we're looking to sell footballs within the first year. So we're we're figuring that if we can move a million units within the the group of ball, those two balls, that we'll be poised to move forward even faster in the future. Awesome. All right then. Where can people get more information regarding your uh, athletic company? At book www.bookdogsports.com. You can also follow us at the Real Book Dog Sports on IG and Book Dog Sports on TikTok and Book Dog Sports on Facebook. All right, folks, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, then, Erica, Reese, Larry, I appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, folks, uh, sorry we were a little bit late. We were uh, interviewing T.I. Uh, for one of the interviews for our season two of Rolling with Roland. Uh, earlier today, we had Lou Gossett. Tomorrow, I'll be talking with Omar uh, Dorsey, uh, Queen Sugar. Uh, and so uh, we got different things happening. Plus, uh, tomorrow, I get the Celebration Bowl. That's going on. Uh, and we'll be live on Friday, excuse me, Saturday as well. So a lot of things happening here uh, with uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered and the Black Star Network right here uh, in Atlanta. Folks, that's it. Don't forget, if you want to support us in what we do, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also, of course, support us, uh, Bring the Fuck Fan Club. Uh, by joining uh, sending our check and money order P.O. Box 57196 Washington D.C. 20037-0196 Cash App Dollar Sign R.M. Unfiltered PayPal is R.Martin Unfiltered Venmo is R.M. Unfiltered Zell is rolling at RolandSMartin.com Rolling at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com And of course get a copy of my book White Fear How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds Available bookstores everywhere Amazon, Barnes & Noble, target download your copy from audible as well that's it i'll see you tomorrow from atlanta you know how we end the show holla
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.